Welcome to... Stop, an, stop, stop. Oh, you don't want to include that? No. I'm going to include that. <laughs> no, I'll add that to our Patreon no. subscribers. Stop. Uh, welcome back, everybody, to a very late, traditionally late, we're consistently, habitually becoming late uh, with these. As you know, we're trying to get these things out to you on Fridays, but my, my goodness, life is... What's happening? Life is happening, and we are happening, Liz. We are in demand. Thank goodness, because you know what happened if life wasn't happening? We'd be bored. We'd be dead. That's that's a good point. That's a really good point. Hey, uh, we had a really great episode plans for you guys today. As you know from looking at the title, you know that we are going to be talking a little bit about church hurt. I'm excited. So, yeah, it's going to be a little bit of a deeper episode. So if you'll forgive us, I really think this can be really beneficial to a lot of people, and so I just want to dive right in. I don't even want to ask you what kind of cup that you're drinking from, Liz. Okay, fine. That's fine. It's Bahrain from Erica, so continue. I gave you too long to, to say it. Exciting stuff. Erica was number one in her class. In the, like, Navy school, yeah. But we're not going to get distracted today. We're Gosh, going straight to the point. But we're so proud of her. She's the best. We love you, Erica. Uh, we're talking about church hurt, everybody, and the, just, just to kind of give you a caveat over this whole episode... Uh, we're going to break it down into, uh, we've got four segments on our piece of paper, but there's no shot, Liz, that we're going to make it through four segments in 30, 35 minutes. But I'd love for us to first understand church hurt, kind of get on the same page about that, look at the impact that church hurt brings us, look at some healing and how we can move forward. And then finally, uh, just encourage you to share some of your stories uh, or uh, share some of ours. And so we're going to jump right in. That's what we're kind of going to talk through. So Liz, I, w- I want you to define church hurt in your own words. How would you, for somebody who maybe is in the church and they've heard this, they've maybe seen some stuff on TikTok, but they're not really sure, church hurt for maybe not themselves. experienced it, or maybe not defined it for themselves, because right. maybe they've experienced it, but haven't known what to call it. So how would you define it for people who aren't really familiar? Yeah, so I would think church hurt is more along the lines of you are pretty much your feelings, and it could be very justified, your feelings being hurt usually by leaderships in the church. So when I hear about church hurt or I think about like my personal church hurt, it's, it's someone who has authority in the church. And so a lot of the times we naturally kind of elevate them yeah. a little bit and we expect more from them. And so when they disappoint us or if they make kind of like a dumb decision because everyone can make a dumb decision sometimes, um, we get our feelings hurt and we kind of let it spiral into toxicity because... We, we get our feelings hurt and we're like, we can't believe this person did it. Who do they think they are? And right. then the, we, because they are church leaderships and church leadership, we now associate the whole church mm. as they hurt us. Yeah, group them all together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great example. That's a great definition. I, I think that, that that is what I would have said too. It's, it's difficult, man, because... I've seen all these, I, <laughs> I've been on Facebook for a long time. I'm a millennial, admittedly. And so I'm in the generation that discovered Facebook. And so a lot of my friends just so happen to be like, I feel like Gen Xers or some boomers are even on there. And so um, they will share these things. You know, those memes that are just like, wow, your grandma definitely made this meme. Like this the is, burn, are you talking about like the Turner burn memes? Or are you uh, talking Turner burn about? memes, some of those maybe, but just some of the stuff that's just so nationalistic and so Christian, so... Christianese. Oh man, yeah. So I, I've seen some of those things where it's like, just because 
I don't know. I can't even think of any right now just because I roll my eyes so hard whenever I see them. But they, they kind of, they, I don't want to say they make light of church hurt, but they do kind of make it sound like, oh, one person hurts your feelings, suck it up, big boy, and get over it and well, move on. that generation, um, especially like I feel like millennials, we kind of started this with the mental health like awareness and movement. And so we allow ourselves to experience our feelings, whereas the older generation, and I had to learn this a lot through like counseling, because I would do this as well, being an older millennial, you just bury your feelings and you show tough skin and you want to put on that strong facade that yeah. nothing bothers you. Yeah. Like you can't touch me. Like, mm. Yeah, that's true. Um, Let's share a couple of personal stories so we don't kind of make this just about arbitrary. Oh, I got one. I got one ready. <laughs> so maybe share with us, Liz. I'll give you some time to think about it because no, I know I don't that. I have to think about it. I have it yeah, right here. No, I know that you're going to have to dig deep and, and no, just kind of. I, I mean, I have church hurt that I had to go through and I'm, I'm ready to share it. So maybe share with our listener. Um, my mom share. <laughs> we got to share this at some point, Liz. Some people have to know about it, but, but it's see, okay. But we're not going to be inconsistent <laughs> now, which proves my point as why I didn't want to publicize uh, it. Yeah. But we are at least getting it out there. But anyway, we are once a week. So share with us, Liz, uh, maybe a personal experience that you've had with some church hurt. And then I can share one of mine at the end. Oh yeah. So, I mean like in high school I would have, um, like mentors or like church leaderships, like the, with the small group, they would kind of like, well, I've had someone like kind of like just bail on me because they've given up and they're like, this is too hard. I don't want to be your leader anymore. Yeah. So that hurt on like, you know, as a teenager, but even recent, not recently, but I would say like, what was it? Five, six years ago when I was working at the church, I experienced, I think the worst church hurt of my whole dang life. Whereas I wanted to leave the church, but you were dang still employed yeah. at the church, so we couldn't do that. And nobody hates, nobody's no, capable no, of I, hating me. Yeah, well, so you're just you're fantastic. Stuck. So just I was kidding. actually working at the church, and I was over a ministry, and it wasn't doing the best. And I was kind of, I was giving a very, a lot on my plate with very little resources or authority to do what I needed to get done. Right, yeah. And so it got to the point of it pretty much shriveled up and I I felt like I was on an island saying help me help me help me and instead of helping me they're like well this isn't really doing the success we want to do we're just going to cut your hours and pay you a lot less yeah so I was like what and so in his mind they're like well you're not really working the hours I'm like yes but I'm still like showing up even though I don't have anything to do and so it was all like in a business standpoint your position is no longer valid goodbye Pretty much. That makes sense. It's it logical. Sense. Logical. Yeah. Okay. From an emotional standpoint, um, especially when they let me know, like, with the how the payroll was, it wasn't really as structured as we did today. It's like, well, how many hours do you think you actually worked last week? What the heck? And I was 28, 28 hours a week, so I was like, well, I probably actively worked 10 oh. because I didn't have anything to do. Yeah. And they, church leadership was, well, we're going to pay you for those 10. This was three days before the pay check Ugh. came in. And so it was like, okay. And so at that time, we weren't financially well off. And so I always said, if you want to really get to me, you get to my budget because I put a lot of security and faith in there. Yeah. Because that's just something like I always struggled with. I've always wanted to have enough money like to feel secure. Like I know my security's in Jesus. I get it. Like don't come at me, guys. 
But at that time, like, it took the footing from under me, and I was hurt. So I felt undervalued. I felt like a failure. Um, I felt very wronged because I'm like, so, like, you say you care about me as an employee and you care about me as a church member, but, like, I didn't feel cared for. Mm-hmm. And I know the person who did that. Like, wh- like I can tr- truly say no hard feelings today. Like, the Lord has blessed us. Um, I love our church. I love our church leadership. But at that moment in time, like, I did not want to be any part of the church whatsoever. Yeah. I was hurt. And no one, I feel like the situation could have been handled a lot better. But I have not handled every single situation perfectly in my life. No shot. You know Neither what I mean? Neither have I, yeah. So to, like, expect someone, especially the senior pastor of the church... To be perfect and right all the time. He made a business decision. Right. He's like, you're not, he's like, the work's not here. Let's cut your hours. Let's downsize the position. Which any boss, quote unquote, would have done. But makes sense. Yeah. Like, should I feel like it should have been a little bit more warning? Yes. But like I said, the Lord has blessed us so much. And I feel like, you know, just the faithfulness of our role in the church has been rewarded. And I, it took me a while. It probably took me... Like, I had to fake it till I made it for a little bit with that church hurt, you know? Because, once again, you were still employed there. We still had to go there every single Sunday. Right. I still have to receive something from this guy, right? Right. <laughs> this preaching like, to me. He was like, you didn't pay me, but you got to pay my husband, right? Right, right, right. But, um, so that was just, like, the, I think the biggest one. And so I feel like the key to it is, I mean, we could have, I could have probably, like, pitched a fit and hated the church until you quit. Because we've seen other friends Mm -hmm. and people in ministry where their wife is really like the husband goes to work, he does his job and the wife is kind of MIA, which is not a big deal. Like that's, it's not, but that is not your style. That is not my style. Mm -mm. And so you have to be involved. Yeah. So I could have, but I could have chosen to be an MIA person and like, Hey, I'm going to watch online this week or Hey, I'm going to do this. Or like, you know, I don't want to go to that church hangout or do anything like that. I had to really take ownership of my own, like feelings and work through it. No, it's, it's, that's really hard to do. It, it's hard as you did not grow up in the church. I grew up in the church. And so, no, so I struggle with grace a lot, guys. Yeah. It's, it's difficult for me in my perspective, um, in life experiences to sit here and to listen to that and not to make excuses. Cause I think that, I mean, you were saying everything and, and I'm telling you it was rising up and I was like, yeah, but well, you have to know that and you, you don't know that, and I'm, and I'm trying to explain the behind with, the scenes. With any hurt, not just church hurt, you can have all the logic there and understand why a decision was made, but it doesn't make the pain of someone's actions less right. impactful. Definitely. And I want to make a really clear distinction here that this, talking about church hurt, we talk about the garbage that happens in corporate jobs all the time. We talk about the garbage that happens in our friend groups all the time. It just so happens that I think society loves to jump on the bandwagon of when you hyphenate hurt with church, church hurt. Like that is juicy. That is like, that's the T right there. Like that's something that they love to do. So that's, that's a part of the difficulty in the other part of the difficulty, I think, and I want to share one of my little experiences too, um, to add for what it's worth. But the other difficulty with that is that it's, Churches are especially a church our size. Now, back in the day when you, you were describing something else, we weren't at this multi-site, non-campus church like we are today. Um, but in any church setting, churches, I believe, 
ought to operate as a business in some aspects, certainly financially. Like certainly there should not be one little old lady that sits in the back room by herself and handles all of the financials or all of the whatever else. Like there needs to be systems and structures in place because that's tithe money. People are giving that to you, expecting it to to go where it needs to go. Um, so there are, the, the reality is that churches ought to operate with certain structures in place, but the sad reality, I guess, is that they don't always have those things in place. Mm-hmm. So HR policies are not written and distributed and clearly communicated to everybody else. So it leaves those nasty gray areas that we love when we love because we love when they work for us. But man, when they don't and they leave us high and dry, it hurts big time. So I think that's that's a major, major player here in this whole thing. For me, just really quick, my, mine's... Mine was an opportunity for church hurt, but I'll be honest, I deserved it. So back when we were dating, uh, made some boneheaded decisions in our relationship, which caused me as the worship leader to be pulled back. And for a, a, a bunch of weeks after that, I had to just stand in the audience, basically, the, the congregation, excuse me, and watch somebody else lead in my place. And it was really... It was humbling, um, but it was one of the most frustrating things of all time because in my head, I am ripping him to shreds. You know, I'm just like, this guy's a hack. He's not as good as me. Like, what is he? He hasn't earned this. He hasn't done this stuff. And so I'm in my own feels frustrated at the situation. Now, did I deserve it? Absolutely. But I think that many people are guilty of this. With church hurt, there's this thing. It's the A word. Accountability Accountability happens and people get so frustrated because none of us, myself included, like to be restricted at all. We like to eat what we want when we want to eat it. We want to do what we want to do whenever we want. So when there's restrictions or when there's accountability that's introduced, it makes it really hard to love the person that's doing that. So for me, did I deserve it? Absolutely. Yes, I should not have been in leadership with the things that I was doing. However, when that accountability happened, I had a choice. I could either sit, suck it up, and go through it and grow through it, or I could go, nah, dude, I'm out. Peace. Like, I'm, I'm getting out of here. So church hurt comes in all kind of different forms and fashions, and, and we pulled up a couple of statistics um, that we want to share with you guys that were kind of interesting um, uh, that, you know, I don't know, kind of show some really cool stuff. I want to share what well, this is statistics since I'm technically, I guess, ex-Catholic. I grew up Catholic. I did right, the whole it. like first communion and, you know, all, all christening. the christening. Christening. Still uh, have the picture, I think, right? I do. I do. I just found <laughs> it actually. But I mean, still, so I thought it was interesting. According to the same Pew Research survey, well, you'll share the, the first one later, mm-hmm. um, survey 26% of ex-Catholics and 20% of ex-Protestants mentioned they left their childhood faith due to a perceived lack of love and care in the religious community. Wow. And so that one stuck out to me not only because since I'm technically, quote, ex-Catholic, unquote, I did just go to Mass, though, when I went to New York with my grandma, but um, because I hear people all the time who say they don't go to church because of the judgy people. They don't go to the church because they felt like an outcast, and they don't feel loved, and they feel like people are side-eyeing. And with my experience, when I was in middle school and I went to church for the first time with a boy I had a crush on, it wasn't Taylor. Everyone asks that. 
Um, Emotional cheater. Emotional adultery. I didn't even know you existed, okay? (laughs) The Lord should have told you that. But, like, that's the only reason why I started going to church because... I was following, I was trying to get with a boy. Um, but I felt, I felt welcomed. I felt like I had um, instant friends, instant family. I now had my safe space mm, away nice. from my chaotic home. And so that was my first experience. Like That's I huge. first felt love yeah. in a Pentecostal church. And once again, I grew up Catholic, but I didn't really feel love in the Catholic church. Even when I go and visit mass with my grandmother, it feels, it does feel a lot like legalistic, if mm-hmm. you will. Like, you know, they have an agenda, like they're going to do it's X, Y, and Z. It's liturgical, so it feels very, it Cer- feels like you're going through the motions, yeah, but it, it's beautiful. But it the building is so beautiful. Ugh. And when you step into a Catholic church versus like, I would even say our church. We talked about this the other feel, day. I, I feel like there, there is a sovereigns here. Yeah. There is, this is a, this is a sacred place. This is a set apart place to meet with the Lord. Like yeah, it I know feels different. Whereas you go to our church, it's like, ooh, cool auditorium. Oh, what? Mm-hmm. Auditorium. So that's just my experience with church. And so I understand that a lot of people, they do. Uh, once again, what you said about the accountability, they do something. The church is like, hey, you, fall, you, you proclaim Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. By that means you choose to be set apart and you're not doing that because you're doing this. And then people are like, don't judge me, bro. It's immediately, yeah, there's that perceived judgment. So that that same study that you just referenced, they found that nearly 50% of U.S. adults, and this is a twenty, this is as of 2021, so it could have changed, but um, a Pew Research study found that nearly 50% of U.S. adults have changed their religious affiliation at least once in their life. Now, that's that seems crazy, and it could seem like we're suggesting something and there's a hundred million things that, that could mean that. I mean, does that mean denominations as well? You think Uh religious affiliation could be denomination, could be a religion, All right. could be from a uh, uh, believer. I don't know the, the larger umbrella to that to like atheist, agnostic, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we're not saying that all of those changes, right, are, are due to church hurt specifically, but it is an indicator that there were some kind of changes that happened within their experiences. And it could have been a small group leader that neglected them. It could have been um, a budget cut that affected a, a role in a, in a pay position. Someone from the church got upset with our church. We didn't visit them in the hospital, but she didn't tell leadership she was going to the hospital on these dates. So mm-hmm. it's just one of those things. I think a lot of it is like unmet expectations. And so people get frustrated. So it's not even church hurt. Right. They just had an expectation right. on the church and they got hurt all by themselves. Let's take a detour here. Um, we're only 18 minutes in. We got plenty of time to hit these other three segments. Yay. Let's talk about that. So that's a great point, Liz. Um, the, what is it? Tyler still probably got this from somebody else, but I'm going to shout him out and, and give this to him. He always used to tell me that the land you find yourself in between uh, your expectations and reality and re exactly in reality is the land of frustration. Mm-hmm. So you, you take that and then you introduce unexpressed uh, expectations and when I wake up in the morning, when you wake up on a Saturday morning and you expect me to bring you coffee in bed, sometimes I will forget. I've got this morning routine. 
that basically is like clockwork. Once I start it at 5.30, I'm going down until I'm in the shower. And so sometimes I won't think about bringing that coffee. So if you don't text me your famous Liz phrase of coffee, question mark, then I'm not going to, which happens every Saturday, y'all. I'm not going to sometimes remember to bring that to you. Now, I'm getting pretty good. I mean, you crushed it this past Heck week. Heck yeah. I'm getting there. But now I have to go back to work, so no more coffee in bed. Right? But imagine it's a bigger thing. So imagine, um, hypothetically, there's some crazy situation happening. Um, well, even with my situation with like all the the drama and the trauma, wow, that rhymed, uh, with like my, my sister passing and all that whatnot, I would I'd be like, why why aren't people checking in anymore? Because a lot of the times when someone passes away, everyone checks in the first week. But then, like, I think the four-year anniversary just passed and no one texted me thinking about you, praying yeah. for you. But I don't remember, like, the four-year anniversary when their grandma passed away. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So, like, to have that, it's a unrealistic expectation. Now, I could have made the first step and have messaged a few of my close friends, like, hey, can you pray for me? The anniversary is coming up. It's going to be four years on this date. Like, I'm, I'm going to need your support. No one's going to be like, nah, bro, I'm not going to pray for you. Too Screw busy. you. Sorry. Okay, bye. Like, so I feel like there's like a healthy middle ground to avoid church right. hurt. Now, you said something. I'll, I'll pause you there. You said unrealistic expectation. I don't think what you just said and expressed was an unrealistic expectation. I think that is an unexpressed expectation. You absolutely, and we, we all have the opportunity to do that we're a little bit too prideful and we're a little bit too whatever self-centered, I guess, or something to sometimes send the text that says, Hey, I need help. Can you pray for me? I want to do this. But when we do that, look at what you find. You find that people will respond because people do love you. More people care about you than you think that they do. So they, when you reach out, they respond Mm -hmm. in a powerful way. It's just unexpressed stuff. Yeah, and that's hard to, like I said, being an older millennial, it's hard for me to even break that mindset of, hey, I need people. Like whenever I was going through a hard time and Taylor came home, I was like, guess what? I snapped our crew and let them know I was sad today. Yeah. And that's a big deal, you know, yeah. like just telling someone you're sad or you're having a hard time, especially with grief, even after four years. Like you asked me, like, I think it was this morning or yesterday, he's like, are you having another wave? And I was like, no, I'm just zoning out. But like sometimes you just have mentally exhausting days and you can choose to keep that to yourself and just power through it or you can choose to be like hey i need i need people and you know what i've learned at 30 years old yes you are 30 yes sometimes it's that and then sometimes you're just hormonal who me yeah no. It took me 30 years to realize that maybe there's oh, it, just... Like maybe if I'm in a bad mood, it's not like a wave of grief. Yes. I'm just like, oh, my period or because something? Because I'm always trying to fix and explain things away. And sometimes it's like, hey, uh, biology, that's the thing. Yeah, I just want to fight you today. Like, it right. doesn't matter what you do. I'm just, I'm in a fight. And it's mood. not the it's not always the excuse or the reason, but it's sometimes. Okay. And that's just a thing. So that, I don't know. That was funny to me. Let's skip uh, skip that second one. We kind of talked about the impact of church hurt. Um, newsflash: It's dangerous. It's bad. Yeah. It, it doesn't help us and out. We even talked a little bit about like healing and moving forward, but we'll we'll talk about that a little bit more, like a little bit more practical ways to heal and move. Can we forward. jump into that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, what would you say, um, or a good tip to someone? Like, what would you tell them 
this is, it doesn't necessarily, like, if you do this, it's not going to be like a fix all, but what would you say it's a helpful tip to move forward in church hurt? Yeah, so I, I like that you, you said it's not going to be an end all because, man, we are so, I think it's the American in us. We, we always want to pursue that silver bullet. We always want that magic pill that's going to make everything go away. Yeah, I want a one, two, three step. Like, Literally. it doesn't even have to be like a one. Just give me a three step yes. thing and I'll do all three steps. I'll do it even twice. Gosh, and you know better than, than I do for sure, the most people, that grief does not come with a set of instructions or a guidebook, a rule book, nor does it come with a nice handy bottle of pills that you can just take and things will go away. I mean, but if they did, I feel like they would be kind of like the orange Tic Tacs. We'd have them. those are delicious. Yeah, we'd have them. We'd go to Sam's Club and we'd buy those things from a wholesale whatever and we would would have a ton. Um, Tips for for healing and seeking help. I'll be honest, the other week I had a friend um, ask me about uh, how I felt about better help. Um, which, oh, you do that for a little bit, the mm-hmm. counseling thing. Yeah, which if you're listening and you're not sure what better help is, I, I'm a huge fan. Um, came across a Facebook ad for it and just decided to give it a shot because I had just transitioned into a new role with the church that I serve at, and it was a major shift. Um, and my best friend just moved away, um, and it was, a, it was a challenging time in my life. And so BetterHelp is an online-based uh, Christian therapy service, basically. And so you choose a coach or a therapist, rather. I don't think it's just Christian. I think you can choose if, Correct. It, yes. thank yeah, you. if, they, if you want like a Christian counselor or a non-Christian counselor. Yes, thank you for saying that. So uh, that, that's one thing I really appreciated. The, the counselor that I had, I said coach, by the way. I'm used to the fitness apps that I use. Mm-hmm. The therapist that I selected. I mean, they, they coach you in mental health. Exactly. Um, I, I said that I wanted... You can choose if you want, like biblically based stuff. Um, but again, better help is is cross um, religious. So I I said that, and with my counselor, I, I kind of clarified, and, and I was like, Hey, listen, I'm a pastor. I know a little bit of the Bible. I know the verses, like a, a wee bit. Yeah, with my just, Bible degree, just enough. I'm not going to claim to be an expert theologian, but I'm I know the verses. I can Google for when I'm feeling sad. Um, I want you to to maybe be a believer. But I don't want you to go tell me read my Bible more. Did she you tell know? you to like just wind down with some wine? She did at one point. I said, "Ma'am, I don't know if you know how the ordination process goes." But for I do that with ice ministers. cream. You did it just buy a five pound <laughs> bag of gummy bears. True, true, true. Um, but they did. They, they. Uh, my good friend asked me my experience with it, and I told her I loved it. I, I loved it. The price was. A little steep for me, but I'm a pastor, so everything is steep for me because I feel we don't like make it wasn't tons. that bad. I think it was like it was less than a hundred bucks. It was like eighty dollars a month or something like that, and okay. you had like I think one session a week or something like that. One video or like, session a week, yeah. Or, Unlimited message. Yeah, you got to text them and whatnot mm-hmm. because I mean the thing is, everything is expensive, but is. I truly believe to have someone to talk to, and if you can't afford someone to talk to, um, journal it out. And so I feel like, I guess that would be my tip is like, cause whenever you write something down, it literally helps your mind trace it, like kind of like work it through. And so one thing I learned, um, I think we both did in when I went to counseling is like, we, we say trace the wire. So if I am in a really upset mood or if I'm in a bad mood, it feels like, okay, well let's, let's try and trace the wire. Why are we hurt? Why are we upset? And so, I mean, that's just kind of like, I guess, any emotion, but mm. specifically talking with church hurt, as I mentioned before, is like kind of like just viewing it from the other side, because whoever hurt you, they are a human 
who just happens to go to church. Mm-hmm. And so just so even if they are the lead pastor or if they have been following Jesus for 50 years, we are all human who right. has fallen short of the glory of God and we all need grace and mercy and compassion. And so, it's so good. it stinks though, especially because you expect so much out of someone. But I feel like their first step is to understanding they are not Jesus. Mm-hmm. Only Jesus is perfect. Mm-hmm. And it hurts. Like even what is that song? Um, even though it hurts like hell, I will praise you. Mm-hmm. So even though it hurts, like you still look to the one person who can comfort you and to heal your heart. And like my friend, um, I'm not even going to give any details, but like, honestly, I feel like she got like the ultimate church hurt happened to her recently by leadership. And I see both sides of it. And so I told her, like, Hey, let's be upset now but like we're going to have to work through this like you cannot be you cannot carry this like to carry this much hurt without giving it to jesus is just toxic and it's poison right and i think it you're alluding to it to carry this much hurt alone yes is very very bad so it's really crucial i'd say too for as we're dealing with church hurt and you're trying to move forward in that don't give up for sure, but there's an importance in community in that. Yes. So our church does an incredible job of pushing small groups. Um, and I love how we talk about it. It's for the good times and the bad times, but mm-hmm. especially, man, in those difficult moments. You don't have to tell everybody your business and everything that goes on. You don't have to spill the tea to everybody, right? But you do... I'll say it this way, maybe... How many times do we like fuss at... Not fuss at people, but people will tell us... Because, I mean, we are, since we're in leadership, like, I would say we we counsel some people. Like, I, I wouldn't say, like, we do, like, counseling, yeah. but people come for our counsel. And so I get so frustrated with people, and I'm like, okay, well, who all have you pretty much blood on? <laughs> and they, like, I was like, well, who all have you talking about this? And they invite doom, 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 so doom, doom, many doom, doom. voices into their life. Long and I'm list. like, no. It's like, this is not, like, number one, you're losing too much blood because you're bleeding on everyone. Come on. And That's now... Good. Um, we just talked about like in church this morning, like the seed and like the parable of the seed. And so now you're also by allowing so many voices in your life, it's almost like that weed is coming to choke up the seed because you're only supposed to be listening to the voice of Jesus and maybe like two trusted friends. But those two or three trusted friends are hopefully also turning their ear to Jesus as well. So they're not going to tell you anything that's contradictory to the word of God. And that is not edifying to your soul. Yeah, that's really good. It is um, it is something really easy to do from the from a male perspective. Just me, just my perspective. Macho man. It's probably absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Weightlifting is probably the most macho thing about me. I would say. Um, I do wear um, what are those things called? Tank tops only when wife I cut beater. grass. I never are they not what wear a wife called? beater. I thought that's what it's called. No, wife beaters are like the undershirt that are thinner and they're just like. Yeah. If I went to prison, I would wear a wife beater. Would you? You've never been to prison. How do you know what they wear? No, I'm saying like if I go to prison, I'll That's wear what? a wife beater. But until then, it's just like a, a tank top. Okay, okay. Continue, continue. Yeah. But from my limited perspective, it is so easy to take things, feelings and other stuff and just keep it inside and not tell anybody else about it and try to wrestle through it on my own in, in my own strength, but that is, that's just a temptation that you have to realize is not good for you. It's not good for your emotional health. It is absolutely not good for your physical health because it will leave you lying in the dark, excuse me, lying in the dark 
on a couch on TikTok for the next eight, 12 hours, and it will not be beneficial for you. So finding community in those times of healing is so important. And then two, I think the last thing as we're kind of talking about healing and moving forward before we recap the episode and, and, and send you guys on your way, it is at some point, if you have exhausted all of the resources, and we haven't even mentioned, is it Matthew 5 that talks about like if you've got issues with somebody to first go to that person. Yes. And then secondly, bring somebody with you to that person again. And then third, bring it before the church. I don't know if it's Matthew 5, but I know like... Oh gosh, Matthew 15. That's, that's so hard like it's to in, go to confront the person who... Because it's so easy to bleed on other people without first like trying to like stop the bleeding yeah. yourself with the person. Yeah. Which would work. That's like pursuing, I don't even have a great example. It's dumb. That's like the person who calls you to hurt, they have the antidote for the poison. Right. But you're going to other people like, hey, can you make me this antidote? Hey, can you get this? Hey, so you're doing all these other side quests when like. Why um, is it so hard? Why is it so hard if somebody hurts me? Pride. Pride. Because if someone hurt me, I don't want you to know that you hurt me. Like I don't, I don't want to give you any more power that you have over me. But it's such a weird version of pride because you, you do want to get better. You just don't want to include them in the process. But also, I just like thinking like first gut reaction. If someone hurts me, I number one, I don't want you to know you hurt me, and number two, I want to talk bad about you to my friends, so they also see how bad of a person you are for hurting me. Like how dare you hurt me? Yeah. But that's like that's just honest. My first response: if that someone victim hurts me. mindset is really mm-hmm. easy to grab, it's popular too. It's it's hard. Yeah. Okay. Well, we've hit some really really good stuff. We're about thirty three minutes in. Um, so, to recap everything we talked about, we hit you with some stats uh, regarding uh, church hurt and some religious shifts that people made. We talked a little bit about what church hurt is. We uh, talked a little bit about how we can experience healing and moving forward from that. Um, I, I want to do this. Mm-hmm. I don't have any resources to give uh, you about if you are experiencing this or where, where you can find help, but I want to give you my um, my email address. If you are struggling with this, um, I am, and not to, this sounds terrible. You are a licensed pastor. I am an ordained minister of the, of the Assemblies of God. Of all Lord Jesus Christ. Um, correction, because I pay more money to be ordained than licensed. No, completely kidding. Um, but not. <laughs> but I, I do want to. I want to offer my email as a completely private and discreet option for you to email, and I would love to connect you um, with some counselors that can help you. Maybe they specialize in trauma or emo- emotional support or hurt or things like that. Um, but anyways, it's Taylor T A Y L O R at faithishere.org. Taylor at faithishere.org. And if you email me again, um, one of the best parts about my job is that I do have complete discretion and complete um, confidentiality with that. And so I'd love to connect with you and just resource you with um, some counselors or some people who can help you with that whole thing. So we've had some really good stuff, Liz. This has been a really valuable episode, I think, to people. Yes. So I'm excited. As always, guys, thank you so much for listening and for joining us. Sorry it was a little bit late, but we're going to get this to you on a Sunday night so you can start your week on a Monday morning fresh listening to this. Maybe it's Monday morning when you're listening to it now. Maybe, Maybe you're driving. Maybe it's like five years from now. Could be five years. So to future poster- posterity, we're really excited that you're listening to this. Um, be sure to 
leave a nice review on Apple Podcast or give it a nice rating on Spotify. Hit that notification bell. I think that's YouTube. Yeah, that Just is YouTube. Kidding. Should we ask him to share it? Do you want him to share it, Liz? I mean, Are we releasing yeah. it yet? Sure. I mean, uh, yeah, we can release it, I guess. I, I mean, at this to be point determined. now, I just, I, it's fine. I don't care if people know. I just don't want to be pr- braggadocious about it on social media. Maybe we won't share it, but yeah, they yeah. Can you share guys it. can share it, but we're not going to share right. it. We officially give you permission if you want to share this uh, with either somebody who needs to hear it, or just post it on your Facebook or your ex. Ex. Yeah. Okay. Twitter. Share. Oh, I was like, fine. <laughs> share with your ex, I guess. So that's fine. <laughs> share with your ex who needs Why to not? hear this. Maybe they've been experiencing church hurt. Maybe uh, you're the church that hurt them. <gasps> that's tough. Just that's kidding. Tough. Just kidding. Maybe hey, not. thanks so much for listening, you guys. We're gonna sign off now. Until next time. Have a great week. Bye. See ya.